most of the time, if something is going like shitty and you keep going, it gets good. Unless you're just doing it really wrong. And then maybe you need to figure out a different line of work. You know what I mean? But it's like nothing is ever just like went up. Hey everybody, and welcome back to Bindalism. This week we had the pleasure of sitting down with Drew Shu, who is the brainchild of Print Hub, Slime Co., Hub Creative, and several other projects in the Syracuse and New York City area. Um, we actually just met Drew this past year, well, in the last three months, I should say, and uh, have developed a pretty good relationship with him. He's actually the one behind some of our manufacturing and we're really grateful for everything that he's doing for us and for the entrepreneur community in Syracuse. Um, He had a really awesome story and brought a lot of insight. This episode is really going to help tie together what what our mission is with this podcast. Um, It's very, very deep into what he kind of went through growing up and just everything that went into all the different projects that he's been a part of since he was in high school. Thank you to everyone who listened to our first podcast with Hannah Narowski. Um, We had a very good first impression with a lot of people and a lot of um, people were posting about listening to it and all that kind of stuff. So thank you for the support and I hope that you guys all keep listening. Tell your friends about it. Anyone that you think might get any value out of this would be great. I'm just going to get right into it. Honestly, I'm really excited about this episode. I hope you guys get a lot out of it. Definitely let us know what you think. Leave us a comment. Leave us a review. Anything helps so we can help grow this to become even better. Um, So yeah, Here's our interview with Drew Shoup. Hope you enjoy. Yeah, so we're here with uh, Drew Shoup. He's the owner and founder of Print Hub, which is, well, I'll have him explain what Print Hub is in a little bit, but um, we're actually here with Kyle today, too, for um, our second episode of Bindalism. What's up, guys? So yeah, we're we're interviewing uh, Drew, and uh, we're really excited about this one. So we're just gonna get right after it. So if you want to introduce yourself, Drew, and then get what into up? it. I'm Drew. Uh, the Print Hub is pretty much just like a one-top shop. We do websites, branding, printed apparel, merchandising, and fulfillment. We do everything from like bigger companies like Dinosaur Barbecue and restaurants, and then small brands and well but my favorite stuff to work with is definitely like cool brands and like music artists and things like that that are big and small it's just fun to really like work with them and create like a final product that they're hyped on so that's pretty much what i do every day weird um how long has a uh, print hub actually been around for uh technically the print hub is around for about a year and three months so before that i had a different company um, called the Mercury, which was around for about five years. Um, Is that the same sort of idea? Pretty much the exact same thing. There were just uh, 
some weird partnership issues, so we decided mm. to all go our separate ways. But gotcha. it's been are very you, good since. Are you the full owner of this? The mm. like the the head honcho? Uh no, I have a partner uh-huh. named uh, Dan DeStefano, um, and we're pretty much like very much both involved in different ways. But uh, he's pretty much I was in like a. a very scary spot uh, when the merchery was closing because that's what I've done like pretty much my entire life. I was living in New York City. Someone else was handling all the production you here. You were doing the merchery in, in New York City? So the merchery production was run up here oh, but okay. I was doing sales, artwork, and like mm-hmm. client stuff, Weird. whatever you want to call it um, down in the city. So I was there for about two and a half years and I was pretty much like my entire life, my goal was to build a company enough to the point where I could sustain living in New York City. Right. And it was pretty crazy for to see that kind of like go away. Uh, hmm. And then, but it ended up being way better. Like, Dan, it wasn't even like, we're friends now. We weren't really like super tight then. We both just do different business stuff. And, um, he came in one day and was kind of like, oh, like, you've been here not longer than normal. And I kind of just, like, weirdly, like, probably uncomfortable for him, like, broke down with, like, what was going on. And he was like, well, let's chop it up. And I had a couple different, like, investors and stuff on the table. But he was definitely, um, at the time, what I thought was, like, the best option mm-hmm. and has ended up being, like, a thousand times better than I thought it would be. So it's chill. Um, so I have 80%, he has 20%, but we're pretty equal as far as like decision making and all that. I'm interested to hear the story on how the mergery like, split, like how, what happened? You said it was a dark period? Yeah, I don't want to get too much into it just because a lot of people probably that, in, well, hopefully somebody listens to this, and if they do, they'll probably know <laughs> yeah. everyone involved, Yeah, but uh, we it, don't have to say anything shit. you don't Yeah, forget. yeah, it was just like, it, it, you know some things just don't work out after okay. a while but i'll i'll talk to you guys about it when the camera's off or whatever uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well um so why don't why don't we start with um where did you like grow up and kind of uh you know early early ages of uh drew the childhood shit. yeah <laughs> uh, so i was born in new hampshire i lived there till i was 14 where in new hampshire uh hooks okay so like right outside of like the capital um that was chill I was homeschooled my whole life. The only time I went to school was my soccer team in New Hampshire was in state cups. So I got to stay behind um, so I could play. So my parents moved to New York and I like flew there after. And I was there for like two weeks. I was like, high school is sick. And all my friends are like, what are you talking about? There's so many people here. Like, this is so cool. I could talk to people and not hanging out with my mom all day. Like, this is dope. and then we moved here, and pretty much we moved to Syracuse because my parents were in, like, a religious cult. Um, and I get closest comparison would be, like, the Jehovah's Witness, I guess. Okay. Um, that could be a whole nother podcast. So I guess <laughs> the long and the short of that is when I was 17, I realized that it wasn't for me, so they kicked me out. And then... Dang. Kind of just, like, really, like, got into, like, the Syracuse hardcore scene, like, 
that's kind of like I mean I didn't really know much besides like the Bible at the time and uh, I was snowboard instructing at Labrador Ski Mountain walked in I was like yo I'm homeless uh, who wants to let me like crash on the couch and one of my boys was like we got a like couch and so I started chilling there they were kind of into that stuff so that's kind of like how I got into like the music scene or whatever and I was just known as like the kid that slept on the beach bag or the uh, bean bag chair while everyone's there because I worked like 60 hours a week and just passed out how old were you? Uh, that was still 17. 17? Yeah, yeah, so... So that was, like, right away when you guys moved here? No, we moved here when we were 14. Or I was 14. Oh, okay. So, so I was here for, like, a couple years. years. Yeah, yeah. And that um, was high school age. Right. High school years. Yeah. Okay. And so I, uh... At the time, I was still going to OCC because I started going to OCC when I was, like, 16. Um, never graduated, though. Um, from high school? From, um, well, OCC. technically high school or college because I started going to OCC early because um, since I was homeschooled they have like this ability to benefit program and like some of my friends we like went at the same time they have masters now I have no degree but uh, in theory it's a way to kind of like fast track to getting stuff right so uh, but I just it was hard, like, kind of segueing off from the music stuff. I ended up booking shows, touring with bands. Like, nobody really, like, super cool bands, but nobody that ended up, like, blowing up. Right. Um, but, like, I did Warp Tour one year with a band uh, from Canada. That was cool. Um, and then some weird stuff kind of happened, and, like, I was working with this band that was doing pretty well, and, like, I felt like they definitely had potential. I was also dating one of the girls in the band, and then we broke up, and then for a little bit we kind of started doing stuff, and then it just kind of panned off, and then they stopped doing stuff because I like kind of booked everything for them. Mm. Um, and that's kind of when I was like, I don't know if I want to do music in this capacity anymore because you have no real control. Because, like, I even see it now. Like, I have homies that have brought, like, very big artists into the picture. But then once they get to the picture, it's like, oh, we're going to go with this guy now because right. he's way more connected. Oh, and wow. it's like, well, you never would have met that guy if it's it wasn't for the, this guy. So, But, you know, there's, there's not a lot of loyalty yeah. out there, you know. So I kind of want to do try and bring more of the control into my own like hands and so I started printing while I was still going to OCC um it started as just me trying to do like a clothing line thing and once I started doing it I realized it's um like and my plan was like to print shirts give them the bands they wear them right. and hopefully it blows up because like uh just even seeing it from Warped Tour, like, they're not that big anymore, but one of my friends, um, I guess I shouldn't say friends, acquaintance, whatever, <laughs> uh, he uh, owned this brand called Archaic. I've heard of Archaic. And they were basically unknown, went on Warped Tour, like, gave everything away, like, lost... Money. Very, yeah. very large amounts of money, and then, but because of that, they blew up. So I was like, oh, I'll just, like 
do something like that in like a smaller scale. Mm-hmm. And uh, then like people started hitting me up to print and then kind of like the still the same it is now, I print a lot for other people and have no time for my own personal brands at the time. <laughs> it, work, it pays the bills, so it's good. Yeah. So what what is your actual uh, personal brand then? Um, I do two. I do one called Slime Co., which okay. is with my friend, uh, my boy Simon Abronovitz, Um Super crazy talented artist. I met him when he was going to SU, um, and he like was dating my roommate at the time. Became super tight. He uh, was already doing it at the time, so I just like was printing for him and stuff. And then he kind of got a job, got like busy with life. He was trying to do Slime Co. I was trying to do my own thing called Get Well Soon, but we were kind of both helping each other out. And then we were like, we should just probably do something together instead because that would just like make the workload easier for both of us. Um, and it's been really, it's gone really well. Um, it's cool. And uh, he uh, also works at GQ, which is dope, um, doing like art there too. Um, and then the other brand is the Blair Market, which I run with my friend Pat Bombard, who also lives in the city. Um, and he does like a lot of like fashion and artist photography. Um, and then we just make graphics and stuff together. Um, so it's cool too, cause it's like, even though they're both like clothing or under like the streetwear or whatever you want to call mm-hmm. that umbrella, they're like very separate and like aesthetics and like style fit, like the whole thing's totally different. So it's really cool because I also like don't really wear the same stuff. So it's kind of like a creative outlet for like both sides mm-hmm. of my like fashion yeah. sense. Yeah. So it, it's dope. Would you say, you said it's a creative outlet. Would you say it's like something you do when you're stressed out with Print Hub and you're like, this is a, something you can always fall back on kind of thing? Um, it's more like it's what I do so I don't blow my brains out, kind of. Okay. Like, right. it's, is it really, like, a relaxing thing? Because it's still, mm-hmm. like, stressful just trying just to stuff. do drops. <laughs> or, like, my um, girlfriend does wicked good photography and, like, still life, too. So it's, like, there's times where it's, like, we, like, for Black Friday, finish printing at, like, 4 in the morning got on a bus, drove down there at nine in the morning, we're setting up the still life shooting, and then don't even get to like talk or hang out, and then everything's online probably like an hour late than we said it should be, and then, but then it's also dope, because after that you're like, just sit there, hang out, and just watch like ching, 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 like the Mm -hmm. Shopify notifications on the phone start going, you're like, all right, word, like that was worth it, like Mm -hmm. it sucked, but it was cool, you know? I've, I've noticed that, like, uh, if we do something where we're like, oh, we're going to post this or whatever at a certain time, and then we don't, I feel like it doesn't really matter that much. Like, people are still, like, anticipating something. Oh, yeah, so for sure. Like, like, oh, none of us are, biz- like, big enough yet where yeah. it's, like, you get more than, like, two DMs. We're right. like, okay, like, where's the drop? It's like, it's coming, don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> no one's, like, pissed off. Yeah. Right, it's not like it's, like, Supreme, 11 yeah. o'clock rolls around You're and like, people start fuck? jumping out the windows yeah. or something. <laughs> Yo, imagine the day that happens. (laughs) 
that. So one thing I'm interested about is you've gone through a lot of ups and downs in your life, a lot of failures, a lot of successes, many battles, all this. You're constantly like pushing yourself to the next level. Like what would you say this is a driving force that keeps you going through all of that? Try not to be homeless ever again. It's, it's just like, it's weird because like I don't super care about like, Actually, I don't care about money in my account at all, which is like even though you probably said it was like right, like <laughs> well, probably I mean, it's nice. not, not good because <laughs> right. like I probably like sometimes it's hard to get like business loans and stuff, and they're like you don't have the savings. It's like well, right. I spend it all on equipment. Isn't that what you're supposed to do? Mm-hmm. But um, it's more the fact that that's like validation of success. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. it's like it's cool when a purchase is made because it's like someone likes something I did or like we did together or whatever that they put a monetary value on it you know what I mean it's like uh you can track the impressions that you make on people exactly exactly um and it's even cool because it's like like I used to do royalty nine with uh like way that was like my first brand and that was cool because it like sold a bunch of stuff. It was, like, very big, like, in the local area and somewhat abroad, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But it was also, like, when you would go through and see, like, sales and stuff, it's like, oh, thanks, like, big homie Steve or, like, da-da-da. And this is kind of cool because it's, like, very often it's, like, most of the names neither of us know. So it's kind of cool that it's, like, some random stuff. And then obviously we have friends that support super hard every time, but it's cool to have it peppered in with like just somebody that saw it and thought it was dope or their friend had it or whatever. And like all our friends rep like crazy, which is like literally the only way you can kind of make it is if the people that support you let other people know. Cause if not, there's the market's so oversaturated, it's crazy. Everybody's making shirts. So you kind of have to, do more something than that, different. you know. It, yeah. It's really just like now it's so big about having your own you can have like the clothing or whatever, but if you don't have like the brand behind it, like the whatever like the shit you're actually doing, people don't care cuz it's like why the fuck would I buy a shirt from you when I don't know shit about what you're doing or whatever. Yeah. So like um having just like documentation of anything you're doing is huge now. Yeah. People just want to be entertained too. So like, <laughs> you know. It's yeah, it's like creating a story. Like yeah, and then really. people are like attached to that story then it's, they, it's they cop. Um I think mm-hmm. uh what I think uh drama uh, coined it is like it's like the Gary V effect at this point where um if you're not being followed around by some dude with a camera, like yeah. you're like falling <laughs> like behind. You're not a person. <laughs> and it's like hard though, because if you're in a situation like you or us, where I mean, you're you're a little bit farther along in terms of uh, experience in doing business, but like we're still so early in the game where it's like I can't afford to pay someone to follow me around with a camera all day, and like I'm not even doing enough on a daily basis to be right. like followed around yet. You know, I don't have like a an empire. So yeah. like, you know what I'm saying? So it's like it's hard to have that um, going for you, but uh, I guess something new is gonna come along before we even get to like 
the ability oh, right. to get I know. Because like everything's changing so much, you know, by the time like we're all like at that point where we can have that, there's gonna be like something else on top of like that. Like once we're getting good like clout on the Instagram, Instagram's They're gonna, not gonna yeah, be cool anymore. It's gonna be like <laughs> yeah. the next thing. And that's have, it's so hard to keep up with, you know. Do you have any um ideas of what is gonna be the next big three big thing? I don't know because like Obviously, Instagram, Facebook, and all that are, like, staples. Um, But, like, I feel like, in my personal opinion, as far as, like, clothing goes, I think that literally, like, brick-and-mortar experiences are the next thing. It's going to come back. Like, yeah, like, that's why we're, like, (laughs) for Slimeco and TBM, like, we're working on doing, like, a pop-up in um, Soho. Mm Mm-hmm probably in the spring um and because there is so much oversaturation on the internet and instagram famous people can wear clothes or whatever but it's like if you can get people into like a very well designed it's kind of like like if you've ever gone to like an off-white pop-up shop you go in there and you're like this isn't even a store you know what I mean? Like, it's, like, an exhibit, a and it just world. happens to be the art is, like, a shoe. You right, know? It's right. crazy. So, it's, like, I feel like that is, at least for, like, streetwear, fashion, whatever you want to call it, I feel like that's the the coolest way to kind of, like, tell your story now. Because everybody can post cool pictures and yeah. has a and camera. It's, it's so easy to just, like, open up a Shopify Right. And just right. start selling clothes. And now right you out don't even have to make them because there's printful and this right. and that. And yeah. it's like, it might not be the dopest quality, but like, if you get, you know, 10,000 views on your store, you're going to at least sell 100 shirts. So right. who cares, you know? Yeah, Number it's game. Like, yeah, it's, it's not like, it's, it's cool. Like, obviously, like, anybody that wants to do that, go for it. Cause like, if you can, ca- like, I've done plenty of like, like, we sell funny Christmas sweaters over, <laughs> like, from Black Friday on, and all it is is just pushing it on social media, and it does great, and it, like, yeah. allows me to do With- something cool during the slow season at the print hub, but it's, like, I guess that's the difference where I was talking about, like, money, and, like, when we sell 400 Christmas sweaters, I'm not, like, woo, like... That's dope. Yeah, we we sold four hundred Christmas sweaters because like a bunch of people have our designs because it's like we didn't put like our heart and soul into that. It's just like, mm-hmm. oh, like it's a Christmas sweater. Put twenty one savage face on it and then sell a hundred of them. And it's like yeah, yeah. that's dope, but you don't really feel like any mm-hmm. kind of like joy or right personal yeah. accomplishment. I guess. <laughs> okay, so we're talking about what gives you a. A feeling of accomplishment and that's not it what does give you that sense of accomplishment um for the clothing stuff it's just cool whatever like whether it's someone I know my entire life or someone I've never seen before like whenever you see one like rocking something you made Word. is dope but then that's also like the same thing with the print of like it's cool when like somebody like you guys comes in and it's like I see the time and effort that has been put into the brand and then you pick up your stuff and you're like, I'm hyped on this. And it's like, that's like equally rewarding too. Cause it's Mm -hmm. like just as much work like that goes into like making the stuff Mm -hmm. as far as like design, picking up, like you guys always have like fire blanks and like stuff like that. 
And then it's like on the flip side, like our team put in work, like making sure everything looks good. Mm -hmm. So it's cool seeing that like combination. Cause it's like, there's a billion, even around us, there's like 50 print shops within a 50 mile radius or something like that. Like a ton. And half of them don't even actually print. They just like sell the service of printing. Um, But it's like most of those print shops, like even if you rolled in and were like, oh, we want a custom neck tag printed, they're going to be like either A, what are you talking about? Or B, like, (laughs) okay, we're going to hit you with like five screen fees because each size is a different screen or whatever. And that's like why we go through and show people like, hey, if you do it this way, like it's one screen, you still get like your brand in it. And like, so we really like try to build people up and like one of the brands, like one of probably the longest clothing companies I've worked with is my homie um, Jamel and he owns Mastermind Clothing, which is based out of here, but he lives in Atlanta now. And literally like, started out uh, his first year was like 15 shirts every order and like now almost every order he puts in is like 10 grand like Dang. so it's like to see like the progression. some like you know what i mean so it's like and that's what i think a lot of other print shops don't realize too is like they're trying to go for that like okay boom this is in the account boom this is the account where we kind of like see like there's certain artists we've worked at with that like we're playing in front of 100 people and then have been on tours where they're playing in front of like 4,000, you know? So it's like those people, obviously, if you, you can't really get a lot of that service other places, but it's like we try our best. Like sometimes we get slammed. We probably could use two or three more employees, but it's also hard to find. Like we've had a couple trials that it just hasn't worked out. So we're waiting until it's the right people because I can throw it off just as bad if you have the wrong people in there. Um, but it's like, we do that so that, you know, obviously not everybody is going to blow up, but like, you never know, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? So it's like, um, and it's like I said, he went from 15 shirts to hella shirts and he just (laughs) is opening his store. He's opening a storefront here, um, in October. So it's like crazy to see like that progression from nothing to something but also i would suggest if you ever go to a print shop get like at least 24 just to make it easy for everybody yeah (laughs) um no that's it's really awesome to hear that because um i i've kind of seen other um print shops just like growing up um whether it was like trying to do a fucking club shirt or something in school and you just see these like older people running these um these shops who i mean because you know Screen printing's been around for a while, but it's like the mentality is not even close to the same. Like they're not thinking about, oh, like this account is like a brand who's trying to do something awesome. They're just they just see it as like you're just like a customer. Right. And they're like, you know, separating themselves. And I mean, something like what you're doing is really just bringing a sense of community because all these different brands, different artists, people coming in to like have you do services for them being able to interconnect with everyone kind of like because Loyalty. yeah you right know, it it's so it brings so much more value than just printing a shirt and saying well here, here's the money thanks for the shirt and that's right. it like that's the end of transaction you know? right exactly like, see like you I, again when you need right, shirts like i wouldn't like be sitting down and having a podcast with 
an owner of another place because like of the other places I've been, except for Rob. But you know, Rob's like in cahoots with you guys. Now, oh so. yeah, yeah. Rob is Rob is one. Rob's another person I, I definitely want to talk to. But um, yeah, he's the homie for sure. But even Shout him, out like, Rob. His, yeah, even even what he's doing is the same idea. You know, he wants to help other people. Oh, and that's rise the whole up. reason why we even talked about starting to work together because it's like. There's even like when I was switching from like the Mercury to whatever was being, there was, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I had pretty high paying job offers to like go to other shops, like, like support family type money mm -hmm. or different shop people that are like, oh, like I'll leave my spot and join. But it's like, I didn't want to change my mentality of how I, I wanted to run it. And that's why me and Rob, like even before we decided to like combine forces or anything, I've always like shout him out and like talk to him and just be like, yo, like love what you're doing. Saying he would say the same to me. Like um, when I used to have the skate shop before I moved to the city, like he did a pop up there and like it was dope. So it's like, and he's like, Young too, like yeah, super he's younger young. than all of yeah. us. So much room to grow, <laughs> right? It's so crazy. it's cool to see someone because like. What a lot of people don't realize is, like, if you want to, like, make it for real, like, it's, like, I work no less than 15 hours every day, except for maybe, like, a weekend if I'm in town. Like, one of the weekend days, pretty Too much, like, like, all the time. Yeah. And it's, like, to see Rob doing that at, like, 17, 18 is, like, whoa, like, you get it, like, way yeah. before I got it, because I was, like, yeah. not working. Like, I was working, but, like also drinking a lot so it's like yeah it's cool weird just i've just been thinking about all of the talent and and entrepreneurship going on just like in this scene right now and in syracuse or just yeah it, well in syracuse yeah i mean like literally i graduated in may and came home and i didn't know you i didn't know nick really i didn't like know any of these people i didn't even know rob that well like rob did our uh, our hoodies um back in I don't know, like February or something. But even before that, I didn't really like, I had never met him before. Right. And then like in a matter of like two months, I just got like, we got connected with all of you. And I'm just like, holy shit. Like we, we like found the scene. Yeah. Like we were like waiting for it to happen. Yeah. You <laughs> find one person, you, that person yeah, literally. redirects you to another person. And then fucking a year goes by and you know the whole squad. Right, right. exactly. And, and that's the one thing like, I, I definitely like love the city, living there was dope. I visit as much as I can, and, and my girlfriend lives there, so that is, like, nice to see her. Uh, but, like, it's way different down there because it's, like, even though, like, I was doing dope stuff with, like, dope people or whatever, it's, like, you're at the very most maybe, like, semi a part of something cool or most of the time just I'm hanging out with someone cool, so I'm cool by association. Where here it's cool because it's like, you're like, not to be like corny or whatever, but we're like creating the scene kind of, you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. with the Back Again Vintage that I just opened. Um, yeah, I saw that, it looks awesome. Downtown, it's like across from Empire in uh, this store called Accents. And it's like 80% of the reason why I wanted to do that is to like give homies that we work with an outlet to show their stuff because it's like I've done it before I know it's like it's hard to like 
like you don't want to sell shirts like out of your room. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So it's cool like all these dudes had a new drop and now it's like in a store and every month we're like, which I'm definitely going to hit you guys up about too, um, we're rotating out like two brands. So there's going to be two, some local, some not local, but like two brands every month will pop up and then it stays in there for the month. So like mm-hmm. that way too, it's not like if, you know, people miss it, now it's gone. It's just there, right. you know? Um, and that was kind of even with better. That was like, most of the reason why we wanted to do it is because we just wanted to have, be able to show off our friends' art, yeah. clothes, and have shows in the basement. So it's like a very miniaturized version of that. Because also, like, low-key owning a real storefront is like an insane amount of work. So oh, this spot yeah. is like dope because it's already established. They already have super cool employees. Like, mm-hmm. owners super cool. So it's like very comfortable. Um, and they have all that stuff locked in so it's like I don't have to worry about anything but right, making right. sure there's stuff on the shelves yeah that's actually really sick that's like how did that like how did that come about so um me and Zach have had a uh, spot in the gear factory that we've pretty much been using as like a warehouse space selling online and then like appointments only because this isn't really a good like walkthrough place for right. retail and then accents has like a back section that they weren't really using for that much and my head of production is friends with the owner and he knew that I had the skate shop so he just hit her up one day I was like yo do you want to hit up like your boy and see if like he wants to do anything with this because we're not and so I went in there and I was like it's not huge but that that almost makes it easier because it's like less work so let's get it and we had like (laughs) probably like 50 to 60 people roll through for the first pop-up so that was cool uh and it was cool because it's like better was dope because like literally every time we did anything there was like at least 80 people there the whole time raging music like hanging out but then it's also weird when you have like like one time we had like 200 people through the door and I think we only sold like $500 worth of stuff. So people, so were, it's just, like, people were just partying right, there. Right, <laughs> yeah. exactly. And it's like this one we had way less people through the door and also sold more than that. So it's Damn. like okay. cool getting like the both are cool, but it's like, again, it's the same thing where it's like it's cool to see people like come in, see what you're doing, see what those guys are doing support it and like it, it's a different like it's also cool to pack out a place but it's like right yeah. you, it's a lot easier to pack out a place when you have free beer you know also shout out to empire brewing for rigging us up oh, yeah. kegs for a while. Awesome. <laughs> that's awesome yeah it was sick that that it low-key that was probably like before like it, that was like probably some of the funnest coolest stuff I will ever do like we had some really cool art shows there so I'm friends with some of like uh my friend's brand um Halfwits they're from Canada never would have met those dudes still talk to them they uh they're in like 90 zoomies killing it all their stuff is super nice um and they actually ended up bringing their production in house 
and so they open up a screen printing shop and it's just like super that's like the coolest thing about all this is just watching people's growth yeah, along with yours absolutely you know? so it's, it's cool how in our generation you're starting to see that we're like working together yeah like entrepreneurs there's not as much competition as there might have been in our parents generation um, it's like a different shift in mindset, I would say. For sure, like you even see it with huge brands. Like back in the day, like Nike wasn't collaborating with like right. a small brand. Like there's like some brands that like they're they're doing it to be cool, but it's cool that they're like at least paying attention. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. it's dope to see that kind of stuff. Or like Brain Dead, which is a dope brand doing stuff with Vans. It's like. Vans is way big, like the the scale of like where they are, right. where they are, not is even like comparable, just <laughs> like not even on the radar, you know. But for them to like see something, be like, that's really cool what those dudes are doing. Like, let's like link up, you know. Like, and also it's like bridging culture too, mm -hmm. different types of people coming together. Yeah, and that's that's what's crazy about clothes now too, because like it used to be like I would wear certain stuff and like people would be like, that's weird. Or like, I remember like me and my friend, I mean, this was, I probably shouldn't have been wearing girl pants at the time, but it was like <laughs> chill. And like- Yo, my friend from high like, school wore girl pants. Right, I mean, I remember like we were like leaving a party and we got jumped cause like some kid called us faggots <laughs> and we are like, fuck you. And then like one dude, then all of a sudden had a bunch of friends I didn't see and oh, we didn't win that fight at all. Yeah. But it's like, now like that shit's chill as fuck. Like the yeah, biggest yeah. artists yeah. in the world are wearing skin tight pants, you know what I mean? Like, and it's just yeah. so funny to see like how that has like transitioned or like how like bros wear Supreme mm -hmm. now. Like mm -hmm. it's just, it's wild. Yeah. Breaking down barriers, <laughs> mm -hmm. even in the trends, like just like fashion in general people realizing that like who gives a fuck what people are wearing oh like, yeah see you <laughs> like young you know, dogs the fucking biggest homie out there wearing dresses yeah. and it's like who yeah. cares you know that was like a I big jaden smith yeah, yeah right? oh <laughs> yo i saw a post uh, uh, the other day about jaden smith and they're like because you know like when he f he did like the acting shit and like that definitely didn't go so hot the the movies he was in he's talking about okay <laughs> the, the movie the movie he did Jayden with his dad or whatever was like uh, an absolute yeah. nightmare what is it what was it called it's some like alien shit yeah. or whatever but like basically like after that like he they got he got like so much like shit from it that really he annoying. kind of just started looking into other avenues but um the post was saying that like everyone's talking about how like Oh, all these mumble rappers and whatever like fuck this shit like why are they blowing up like they're not even that good and then they're like meanwhile Jaden Smith's over here like high key making dope music and no one's talking about it and I was like you're not wrong <laughs> <laughs> like I listened to it if you if you listen to his new album uh, Sire I think it is Sorry. I don't know if I've listened to the album. I do like some of Jaden Smith's it's songs. It's pretty good. Though. Like yeah, it, no, it was surprisingly better than I thought it was gonna be. Yeah. And I was like, shit, dude. I also yeah. listen to a lot of mumble rappers. Do you, who's your favorite mumble rapper? Uh that's tough because I don't know who qualifies actually under that term. 
Alright, well, but, like, we'll go with, like, the main people that people think of, like... Like, does like, Young Thug count as a mumble no, rapper? No, I won't okay, count Young Thug. God, that's good. I'm talking, does like... Does Rich the like, Kid count as a mumble rapper? He's borderline. I'm, t- I'm, I'm thinking, like, um, like, Lil Uzi Vert. Oh, um, love like, Lil Uzi. Um... 21 Savage. Like 21, 21 Savage. 21 Savage was like, he, he's like the epitome of Is Yachty rap. a mumble rapper? I, I, Yachty's on his own fucking uh, life. Yeah, <laughs> he's just, he's, he's I don't even know thing. what he is. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think. Fucking Lil, Lil Pump. I guess I'll just give like my most played stuff and then you can tell. So Rich the Kid all day. Well, one, we listen to a lot of hardcore. Cause Respect. Me and... My head printer are into it. She's not that into rap, but sometimes she has to, like, just suck it up. <laughs> and uh, she's chill with that. But Rich the Kid, 100%, most rotations. Um, probably Chief Keith gets played a lot. Dang, throwing, throwing it back a little bit. Uh, what else we got? I'm trying to think who's... who's a, what's a Womble rapper? That's so, that's so hard. <laughs> I feel like it's, I listen it's, to Lil Pump a lot. I get shit for oh, that, but I love Lil Pump. Lil Pump's that got some crazy, got some yeah. fire. Like sometimes you don't need lyrics. Like that's true. It just sounds good. That's all I want. Like if Gucci Gang sounds good and repeat ten times, I'll listen to it. Like, <laughs> that's music. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, love Migos. I let the homie Ishmael raps. I play him a lot. Um, he's from Rochester, but he makes like some crazy stuff. Um, hmm. I'm trying to... What's... Yeah, what's a mumble rapper? I just always think of, like, those same people. Um, what is it? Uh, I, who's the... the I, I'm bad with names. So, like, the guy with the giant 69. Oh, hold on. Oh, I don't fuck with... I don't fuck with... He's definitely a mumble rapper. <laughs> All right, let's do this. I should have done this at first. Let me just go through my... We'll go through the top play little joints here. How did you get into the rap scene? When you're growing up with, uh, growing up with your parents being super religious. Oh, I didn't even listen to music. Damn. Yeah, like straight up, like <laughs> dang. No, like no, uh, none of that. I think I got into rap when I moved to Charlotte, for sure. Cause like that just was, and that was like when J Cole was like starting his come up, like right when like Friday Night Lights. Rapping's the best thing to listen to while snowboarding by far. So, like, that's how I got into that. But, like, doing with music with rapper and, like, um, stuff like that. Also, shout out the homie Ari Lennox, probably one of my favorite artists that we work with. Um, and she's on Dreamville. Um, but, oh, I don't think I even literally, like, low-key, this is probably bad to admit, but I don't think I literally liked rap until I was, like, 18 or 19 like period like when I was listening to like when I like came out or whatever like it was like just straight up hardcore music everything else sucked and then eventually I just got out of it so it was like you liked it by association or like because you were around that scene for rap or hardcore oh I guess both I was into hardcore because of association. Got <laughs> 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 uh, By association, partially, but also just because, like, I was probably, like, kind of angry, I guess, and, like, 
it's cool to like punch your friends, I yeah. guess, at the time. Like, I'm not, <laughs> not to, every once in a while still, I guess, come out of Mosh retirement, but it's got to be something that gets me real hype. Um, and then rap. Like, when I was in Charlotte, I was living with my uncle, and uh, that's just, like, what he listened to, and I was like, this shit's fire. Word. And then, nah, I just, I like everything, though. Like, most of the bands I worked with were, like, either indie rock or, like, synth core type yeah. stuff yeah. like the softer side of hardcore I guess you could say um, so I pretty much like everything except country Fact. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Facts. Facts. It's, it's crazy how like open minded you are to different categories of music I think I am just to everything just cause I've like I've been lucky enough to like when you go on tour you meet you know I mean like the people you meet in Cali mm-hmm. are so different than the people yeah. you meet in Kansas and like sometimes it's good sometimes it's bad but like either way it's like you I've just like seen enough people and seen that there's like dope people everywhere so it's kind of like everyone's cool until they're not cool you know like until they do something fucked up or you're just like right like I I, that was uh something we we learned in um, our life coaching course that we were taking is that you should just go into every unless you like know going in that like a certain person is like a shithead or something um that like you should just go into meeting everyone with like giving them the benefit of the doubt until they like prove you otherwise well like i mean like you don't have to be like their best fucking friend day one but like it's definitely something to go into situations and not like even be judging other people and just kind of like see what's going on and see like how people are like handling themselves and exactly you can then you can kind of like figure out who you who you fuck with and who you don't and like i've definitely been fucked hard from giving people the benefit of the doubt but like at the same time mm-hmm it's way more overrided by like the times that it's worked out and also it's like you can't pick and choose you got to be one way or the other so it's like it's mine as well just hope it works out you know and you might have never gotten those opportunities if you were closed off to begin with exactly yeah so it's like hit or miss you know that's my thing is that you never know when a certain person might come back into your life and they may be in a you might be in a situation where that person like could be a huge benefit to you and like if you like shit on them or like whatever in the past like people don't forget that kind of stuff oh hell yeah Yeah. and and people like not unfortunately people don't like understand that holding grudges and shit like that is not beneficial to just anything just because like it's a lot of energy to hold hold shit over people even if they've like burned you bad yeah it's hard it's hard I, i don't think it's hard it's pretty easy for me to burn bridges or just to like be like I don't. Fuck well, do you? you know? but, but but do you? I'm saying like a grudge as in like you're just like fuming about it all the time. Oh no! Like I don't go out of my way Word. for it at all. But some it's people just like, do. <laughs> it's just like like they know and I know that it's like we're not chill. Yeah. And like. Don't there's definitely a point of no return where yeah, you're just like nah, like you. And it's like there's some people because it's like the the dudes that I used to own the shop with or whatever when that went down like when it first went down like. I was on some, like, I'm gonna burn your house down type shit, you know what I mean? And then, like, now we're fine. Because sometimes you gotta look back, it's just, like, everything happens for a reason. Mm -hmm. You're good, I'm good, there's no reason. Like, I don't need to be, like, mad about this anymore. Like, some things Mm -hmm. are malicious, some things just are bad and happen. And, like... Mm -hmm. 
some people don't even realize what they're doing. You know exactly. what I mean? That's, like, the difference. Yeah. That's true. And, like, you were going through a period where you were, like, saying you were super angry, and that's why you were listening to, like, hardcore rap and stuff like that. So it's, like, what if someone else was in that same position, you know, and they lashed out on you? Like, they might have been going through some hard shit, and you right. would have never known. Yeah, you know? exactly. That's the thing. You never know, like deep down like what's going on in people's lives or like I forget that everybody doesn't know that like I haven't talked to my parents in like 10 years and they were in a cult because it's like the kids that I like grew up with or whatever know but I've obviously met millions of people or not millions but like a ton of people (laughs) after that but you just forget that it's like once you become tight with someone because like there's people that you meet and like it's cool when you meet and then there's people you meet and like you might only know them for like five months but it's like you feel like they're like you're you just click you know but just because you have that connection you forget that's like I don't know what you were doing at 17 you have no idea what I was doing at 17 but like we're still fucking super homies you know yeah that's true by the way, I was going to ask about um, about your parents, but you, you just answered my question. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> but really, though, like, you haven't... Nah. Ever since they booted you, you nah. just were like... I, I mean, this is, like, a pretty downer for the podcast, but the last time I saw my parents was one of my friends worked at the hospital and was like, yo, your mom's in hospice, and she looks like it's not going to be, like, good. So I go grab my little brother. We go in there, find out the room she's in, walk in. My dad's there. And he was, like, just, like, looked up. and was, like, let's go outside. And we went to, like, the side room. And he's just, like, she died, like, three minutes ago. But... I'm glad she died before you got here because she wouldn't want to see you before she died. And I was just like, word, you're a fucking shitty dude and you definitely don't have to worry about us showing up when you're dying. See ya. So that was like last year. And that was like four or five years ago, I think. How old's your brother? 21. Okay. 22. Where's he at? Like weird, weird fact. Don't really talk to them that much. Really? Yeah, like at all. Like we're chill, but it's just like, I don't know. It's weird. My family shit's weird. Mm. But he, uh, he lives, my youngest brother lives in Cortland. Good at snowboarding. Um, still trying to figure out what he's doing. And then my other brother lives in Albany and he's like a district manager of Cheesecake Factory or something like that. But yeah, like that ass. I haven't talked to him in like two years. Damn. Yeah, so, I don't know. They're good. We're all alive, doing our thing. Hey, life is, that's the best gift you can have. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of like when all that (laughs) shit goes down, you just realize, like, if family is cool, then it's cool and it's tight. But if, like, I don't know. Yeah, it's weird. And and that's crazy for me because... um, This is this is exactly why I want to do this kind of podcast because... um, Growing up, I was really surrounded. I wasn't surrounded by a lot of um, crazy, like, family shit happening. I mean, there were some people who had, like, parents being divorced or whatever, but um, nothing, like, on a grand scale. And so 
even even just like diversity of like race and everything where we went to school in phoenix so like there wasn't a lot of that going on it's mostly white people right um some people are poor but like that's about it and so like just being able to see like what other people have gone through really i can put my own life in perspective and be like damn like because like i'm really grateful for a lot of things that i don't think i was very grateful for until like recently right so um but it's really all it's really crazy to to hear all the shit you've been through and you're still you're still kicking it yeah i mean like that's why it's like (laughs) funny too because for me it's just like i didn't even like that's like normal you know i mean everybody's Mm -hmm. living like their life so it's like you don't really like see and i mean at the end of the day it's okay like anyone's situation you can't really like categorize that as like oh it's a bad childhood or some shit like that it's like everyone has shit growing up you know what i mean some people might have worse shit than others but even like society standards um they can't really judge they they didn't live your life they didn't know what you went through and stuff like that and for them to say that oh it's like you're supposed to have this connection with your parents or whatever because that's the right thing to do. Like, you're from a situation where maybe that isn't a viable option. Instead, right. instead of making you feel bad about it, it's like, what are the other options, you know? Oh, dude, it's, it's, it's you- so funny going to, like, Thanksgivings <clears throat> and stuff. And, like, one, it's like, like, I would go to my homie Ian, who I used to live with for Mad Long. <laughs> Shout out the Durins. Uh, I used to go to his house for Christmas or my other friend like Shaman Dom's for Christmas and like or like Thanksgiving too and it's like obviously I'm not their kid because they all know them and like I'm also not white and they're white (laughs) so then it's like always like oh like why aren't you at your parents or like this or that and it's just like every time there's a conversation it's like I never get mad because like weirdly like I get bummed out and stressed by a lot of shit, but that shit is, like, not one of them. Like, very, only, like, very occasionally I'm like, oh, damn, like, miss my parents or some, like, weird shit, you know? But, like, like, when I talk to people about it, it's just so funny because they, like, get, like, hella freaked out. Or, like, kind of, like, the same thing we were talking about before this when it's, like, when, if you say you're socially liberal and fiscally republican people freak out and it's like it's like you just one or the other right you just (laughs) lived a different life like you have thanksgiving and your family's here i have thanksgiving and my friends are here and i meet like they're what's so wrong what's so wrong with considering that your friends are more like family than your fucking family exactly it's just that your sense of family is different right and like if my parents were chill i'm sure i would be yeah of course (laughs) they just happen to be not chill and i'm like my i have one uncle that actually like runs a pretty big print shop in ohio and weirdly enough though that didn't have anything to do with me starting a print shop because like I probably didn't even reach out to most of my extended family until I was, like, 24, and that's kind of when I was already going at it. But one day, I don't even know. It must have been one of the times when I was getting weird about it. I was like, I'm just going to hit these dudes up and see what's up. And, like, they were all chill. Like, obviously, they're, like, 
what's up with like my brother or my sister because like they haven't talked to him mm -hmm. either like they don't talk to nobody and i was just like i don't know man i haven't talked to him in like six years either but you know what's popping and then like now like i'll call them everyone like me and him talk more than most of my other family just because like i hit him up like when our automatic like printer broke i hit him up and i was like yo like what should i buy like i got four different companies saying they're the best obviously they're not all the best <laughs> so like you know and we yeah. ended up getting it's like nine years older than his or newer than his because the one we got is brand new but it's like he's like dude i've had this for nine years five years i bought a different one and they're still running so like go for it you know and i was mm -hmm. like that's good enough for me you know mm -hmm. but um yeah i don't know family is weird friends are weird life's weird life is weird that's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but like the every everyone tries to think their life's not weird right exactly <laughs> they're like distracting themselves with just like busy work or some shit i just like i just see a huge lesson in in this in your story that i think other people can take from is that it's just always to remember that when you think that your shit don't stink or like whatever you're going through is like the absolute worst thing ever there's always going to be someone who went through something even worse than you are i mean Maybe there's a, a, there's the exception of one person who's had like just the absolute like. Oh, nightmare but that's the thing. Life, Not but... even though, because dude, <laughs> everyone that lives here, we're chill. Even the worst of the worst situation, like like when I was living out of my car, compared to a lot of people, if you actually think of the world. I was yeah, chilling like yeah. real hard, you know what I mean? Because exactly. it's like, not only did I have a car, but I could also just get food there and there and there. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I had a place to sleep and I could go shower at Planet Fitness. And like, right, right, right. you know, I mean, there's people that literally have to walk miles to get water right. to feed their kid that mm -hmm. came out of their vagina with no doctor there, you know? Like, that's <laughs> shit's worse. Yeah, <laughs> like, so, it, and it's also too, it's like, most of the time, if something is going, like, shitty and you keep going, it gets good. Unless you're just doing it really wrong. And then right. maybe you need to figure out a different line of work. You know what I mean? But it's like, <laughs> nothing has ever just, like, went up. Literally nothing has just never just started, started popping and just there was no... Never. Like, we might not see it or whatever, but even, like... Perfect example, mainly because I love Movie Pass and I also <laughs> invested because it was only three cents. So I hope that it does turn around so <laughs> I can make some money. But it's like to go from, you know, being the hottest new thing and this and that to going to like having to take like loans from like loan sharks just to try and like stay afloat yeah and like barely doing it and it's like you're talking millions of dollars like billion like just ungodly amounts you know and like obviously a lot of those dudes have enough money chilling that they're probably like but at the same time they gotta be freaking out you know oh, yeah so it's like whatever i'm like oh like i you know have x amount of thousands in accounts receivable and i've been hitting these people up for weeks and like 
we just made payroll, it's like, I would pro, uh, it could be a lot worse. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it could, so it's like everybody is like, shit is crazy. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, you, you, yeah. everyone's gonna hit those walls and go through hardship. Um, it's cliche, but it's what you make out of those hardships. Yeah. It's what really counts. And I mean, it sounds like you went through a lot of shit growing up and look at you now. Right. Your own fucking print up, you know, and you leverage off of your failures instead exactly. of like letting it fuck you over and just destroying you. And it's also like, at the same time, like I've done a lot of fucking sweet shit too. You know what I mean? So it's like... Because you're not afraid. Everything, like, you try something dope, and it doesn't work out, and then it's a bad thing, but, like, then you try the next thing, and it does work out, and it's a dope thing. You know? It's like, you gotta... Like, I've probably had, like, ten failed businesses that at one point I was like, this is what I'm doing forever. Like, 100%. I wouldn't... I guess it's not a failed business... Because, like, whatever, like, I'm here because of that blah, 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 corny shit. But, um, like, like real businesses, real money invested, like, real time. Mm-hmm. And I'll probably have a bunch more, realistically. Really the only, like, hard staple of, like, my life is the print up. Like, the print up will be here literally it, like I'll never sell it. It'll be here till I die. I assume. So like you're leaving a legacy. Yeah, or just like it's the only thing that like allows me to do everything I like. Like I wouldn't be able to meet cool people, buy as many cool people. I get to like go to free shows and festivals. I Yo, get to like that, work with people and all that kind of stuff. That's like next level shit. All right, so I'm right now a registered nurse working. I'm doing that as my full-time job. And then I have my passion on the side with Boho Hobo. Same sort of idea. Like, you need to have your full-time job that keeps you afloat, keeps you going, you know what I mean? That you know will always be there. So then you can take risks in other areas of your life. Exactly. It's balance. Yep, exactly. Because that's even, like, with the skate shop, it's like, that would not have existed if the print shop didn't exist. You know what I mean? And, like, also, like, I don't even consider that one a failure because literally we opened that up with 500 bucks. Like, straight up. We started with 500 bucks, (laughs) did our first... Because basically, like, we had one rack that one of the kids, uh, Noah, that did... It was Noah, that kid Ian I was talking about earlier, and... Uh, that's told me Julius and Noah does welding I made shirts we put up literally our soft opening was one rack beer DJ t-shirts and they were like damn we didn't make enough money let's do it again <laughs> so then we did another soft opening after there was a couple more racks and a couple more clothes And, like, now we actually have, like, a couple brands that, like, were our own printed stuff. Like, we could put our first order in for, like, a small amount of decks and this. Mm -hmm. And they were like, okay, dope. One more soft opening (laughs) and then we'll be good. And then we opened up. And it's like, I don't think, not to be, like, cocky or whatever, but I, I don't think there's another skate shop that was, like, 
like we didn't make money off it, but we paid our bills, like broke even and like whatever. I don't think there's another skate shop that could say they started with like a $500 investment, right. especially right. with like right. how dope it was. Also, if you want to look at it, let's see if the Instagram is still up. Interesting. It's G E T B T T R. You can see pics. Scroll all the way to the bottom. You can see the first one. And then you see that baby rack the fuck out. Damn. I, fe- I feel like people that, but... are misled when they hear the word entrepreneur. That they think that it's like a all-in risk, like take it or leave it. I mean it is for some people. You go all in. But it doesn't have to be. You can work at Burger King and fuel your side business until it gets to the point of go- going huge or something like and that. And that also mm-hmm. is going all in. Because most people okay. work at Burger King and then go home and play video games. Right. That's you're going point. to Burger King, working, and then you're working 30 hours Work the more. rest yeah. of the week. Okay. And so it's like, even, like, when people are like, oh, like, I have to, like, quit my full-time job so I can do this. Or, like, I can't wait. Or it's like, you're, like, you're just your own investor right. at that point. You know what I mean? You're doing what you have to do to have the money to right. do it. So it's like, yeah. they're... There's so many levels to it, you know what I mean? Where it's like, like you said, it's like all in, but it's like a very, cal- like Calculated. everything we did, even even the skate shop, and that was probably the biggest like, like off the hip, like let's just fucking send it. The only reason why I sent it was because I was like, we've done so many other things and like, we raised a couple thousand dollars for like the Ormond sponsor or Ormond Spencer skate park by doing like art show fundraisers. So it's like, all right, people come to stuff that we do because they know it's cool. Yeah. So now it's just switching that to like, this is now a permanent location that we could do stuff. And we had like shows in the basement, like and you all that kind of stuff. And you wouldn't have known that if it, you didn't take the small step to do the Ormond park. Right. Like, I like what you're saying here with the calculated risk. It's like you, you use your intuition to, like, make those predictions of, oh, yeah, it's going to work because we've done this before. We've done small scale, and now we're just, like, stepping it up a little bit. Exactly. Right. I think some people <laughs> – and that's what's funny is uh, – and maybe this is something that other people who may be considering taking risks in whatever they're doing is that – there's, there's definitely a difference between having a calculated risk where you're like, all right, this is going to be risky, but like I could probably make it work where like other people will just take like a giant risk and they'll be like, let's just go for it. And, and then it's just like, but how do you like what's going to happen when it d- goes wrong? You're going to get fucked. Like some people go into in situations where they fail and they just lose everything because of it. And you're like, you didn't think that one through at all, did you? Right. <laughs> you know? And that's even like with the print hub because like low key, like. We're, like, between me and Dan of, like, our own... Because everything we haven't got, which is also the most obnoxious process, but, like, no loans, no... Other than, like, again, shout out to my girlfriend. She gave us money once, so that was dope, but she has a real job, so that helps. (laughs) Um, But, uh, like, between me and Dan, we're, like, over 50K in the hole. But that's because it's, like, a calculated risk, and we have, like over $100,000 worth of equipment. You know what I mean? And you can't, like... You can only make so much printing when you have 
five employees and rent and electric and everything else. So we basically kind of were just like, yo, like, do we clear our accounts and bring it back, hopefully? And it's like, yes, but it's like, that was only done because it's like, we see like the end goal, you know? Right. Whereas like, you know, um, it's not like better. That's why I wasn't like, I'm gonna clear out my account and open this store up and make it dope. I was like, we're gonna hang out in it until it seems like it makes sense, right. you know? And yeah. that type of thing. Cause that's the thing, like if you just, if you just say like, oh, we're gonna go all in day one, like you haven't done any of the work to build any hype for it, any attention. So like people are just gonna be like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. And you <laughs> just quit your fucking day job. Right. That was right. Like, <laughs> like 50K or some shit. There definitely it's is, like, is there's something valuable to having some bit of planning or like thinking yeah, about yeah, what yeah. you're like thinking, just seeing a vision for what you're doing before you just go after it. That's like even when brands come in and they're like, hey man, I saved up like 1500 I really want to start my own clothing line. Like I think of doing this, this and this. I literally tell them straight up, I was like, dude, that's dope because you only need 800 <laughs> And start with that yeah. because, I mean, I'm not telling you what to do and I probably, it's a bad business move, but you should do it this way because you don't know. Like, right. you don't know. And, like, get three designs of 25 instead of three designs of 100 because I've been doing this a while. And I don't have a lot of products I've sold a hundred of one design. You know right. what I mean? It like it doesn't happen. That's a lot of that's a lot of shirts. Like yeah. especially if like you're selling them for like what do you guys sell yours for? Like twenty five. Yeah, yeah. So like twenty five, thirty bucks, it's like even thirty five sometimes it's like for a t shirt, that's like bread. So it's like if you get a hundred of those you might not have as many friends as you thought you did once you start trying to sell those bitches. Yeah, that's another thing. Like, and you're, like, giving them advice. You're, you're not trying to mislead them. You're just like, oh, this is my experience, and I'm trying to help you out, point you in the right direction. Right, like, I'm literally telling them to give me less money, which is... Right, like, other yeah. people... Like, that like, doesn't make like any he could, sense. Like, he could easily, <laughs> well, like, cool he could easily be like, huh, this, this person's literally a noob at this, like, I'm gonna like, right, take like, advantage of him. Up. But, like, yeah. instead, like, and that, that just, like, goes back to what you are saying before. Like, you're, you're clearly trying to bring value and just bring people up because... At the end of the day, it's just super hyped to see, like, everyone succeeding. Yeah. You know? Right, and it's also, like, I make a lot more, more money off a long-term <laughs> client than a one-shot. You know, I have plenty of those orders from, you know, like, we do, uh, like, certain, like, festivals downtown. It's like, I know that month, every time on this date, yeah. they're going to order, like, 4,000 shirts. And I just print those 4,000 shirts every year. It's a slightly different design. It's dope. They're always super hype. I'm super hype. And, and it's, it's done. That's super sick, but it's like long-term value is like worth way more because like I said, that the mastermind dude is just the best example because it's just like 15 to, you know, a couple hundred where it's like if that kid comes in, he spends his 15 to 2000 and then he's like, dang, I got a lot of shirts here and I just lost a thousand bucks, probably not trying this anymore. I don't make any more money. Right, you know what right, I mean? Right, right. So it's like it's, it it's doesn't really help me and, that and much. And then and then we just lost another entrepreneur who might not like that's exactly. the thing like things like that make 
make people um, just lose lose interest altogether. But the, but the thing is, is that to be an entrepreneur, like you're gonna have those hard. Yeah, but I'm saying hits. when that's the first thing that happens to you, and you don't have the right people, you don't have the network yet, like the other entrepreneurs around you who are telling you, like if you fail, like it's fine, and you yeah. haven't started to really take in information, like the podcast and the other people who. If you're just going into that blind, you're like, I just want to do a, a clothing line, and you fail, like, you could lose your spark immediately and just yeah. be like, oh. And that's like you were saying, too, earlier with, like, the going all in. It's like some people really do think that. It's just like, I'm just going to send it. Yeah. And it's and like, you, you can't. Yeah, and like, yeah. shit. And they're right, just like, exactly, uh, then you just crash. <laughs> like, I don't know if I want to. I don't know if I'm up for that anymore. <laughs> and I think another misconception <clears throat> is that people think it's, like, dream world, like, high feelings euphoric like all the fucking time when you're like living this like entrepreneurial <laughs> spirit you know what i mean yeah. but it's hard as fuck oh yeah low-key <laughs> like i feel bad for the people i talk to regularly because i constantly hate my life like i don't but i do you know what i mean like it's like it's it's also for me it's a little bit difficult still like i say it's like going from like not balling out, but like living comfortably, like where in the city, like I'm doing the exact same thing, but going from like Ugh. finally getting out of it, living comfortably with my boys, going to art shows, putting on like doing shit, like and then life coming back yeah. to like, and I'd still work 15 hours down there, right, right. but then it's like, then I'd like go to a dope, whatever was going on that night. And now it's like, I work 15 to 20 hours here. And, like, then I just go to sleep because I'm tired. Because it's also, like, I was Damn. either going to meetings or, like, emailing people, which is, like, very not physically demanding. Mm -hmm. And now it's, like, I'm emailing people during the day and I'm printing until I need to go to sleep, you know? Yeah. So it's, like, that. I think that's partially why I'm, like, not as hyped on it as I used to. But it's, like, weird. I'm not not hyped. I'm just, like, ready to, like get out of the like hump thing and yeah back well, to like you're you're gonna to go. uh, because it's still like not it's like that five-year gap or whatever like you're gonna definitely reach a point where you're gonna be able to just have people doing that and you can be focusing on the like the other, other shit yeah. yeah and it's like so and it, but at the flip side too it's cool to be like a part of the process again too mm -hmm. on the flip side so it's like it's it's whatever, but it's, it's like yeah, it's yeah, like that keeps, too. Keeps, yeah. You, keeps you in check, and it like gives you like a, a a new respect. Like I'm very thankful for like all the people that work with me now. Anyone that like has worked with me in the past, like it's you know it's dude. People don't realize like production of apparel is not like wicked easy at all. Like it's. It's there's a lot of shit that goes yeah. into everything. And that's part another part is like people save up that um twenty K and they're like, I'm gonna start this business model or whatever and they don't realize that they didn't have any of the skill sets that you need to execute at like a efficient rate, you know what I mean? And meanwhile they just start and they put all this money in and they don't realize it takes like a good five years until you're like baseline have the skills to pull it off. Oh, right. <laughs> and that's like like we from last like quarters or whatever, like we're every quarter like increasing almost at like 
a hundred percent, which is like technically like nuts, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But it's still like one of those things where it's just like, you don't think of it that way. You know what I mean? Like, you're just like, I want like more. I'm ready for the next. I like, I already have like a giant list of more machines that I want before like I'll even touch like putting money into my savings. You know what I mean? Because it's just like, I, until like the shop is my like dream shop. It's like literally like, that's all like fiscally that's all I care about you know what I mean like there's there's no point in and I'm there all the time so might as well like make it doper and easier to get stuff done and that's the one thing that's going to keep you going having those visions of where you want to be and that's what's going to help you get through those day in and day out like just churning yeah you're you're living you're like living the epitome of like the shit Gary V preaches all the time just like if you're not willing to just sit there and just eat shit for a while until stuff happens, like, you probably shouldn't be doing this kind of stuff because, oh, yeah. like, it's not sunshines and rainbows until you've, like, paid your, like, earned your stripes, like, went through, like, literally hell to get there. And yeah. unless you get lucky and, like, just fucking miraculously go viral and, like, blow up, which happens to, like, such a few amount of people, having, like, something like this, I wouldn't say is a hardship, but it's, like, it's not gonna be like your fucking grand vision until you put all of that work into having it. Oh happen, yeah, so. like me and technically, because the IRS probably isn't listening to this, but uh, <laughs> we have a, technically another partner, this dude Gerald, who's the only person that came with me from the old shop. Word. And like legit, when like shit was going down and we were moving and stuff, we slept on the floor of the shop for a week because we literally just worked until we passed out and then as soon as we woke up just started, started working again. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like that the that's the difference too is like not a lot of people are down for that. You know what I mean? Nope. It's hard to find people that are actually Yo, like ready to like cuz everybody's like let's link and build but like what if the building takes 22 hours yeah. and like 15 red bulls, you know? Yeah. <laughs> actually monster shot monster and fuck it, red bull. <laughs> and it usually does, you know, people underestimate. Yeah, yeah. That goes into it. And I want to hit up another thing is like that. Okay. So entrepreneur, they go out, they do their shit and they're living the life in society's eyes. Like, Oh, you're doing what you love and getting paid for it. And all your friend, all the other homies that you were once friends with are like, fuck that kid. Like not like low key. They're like that. Cause they're jealous or whatever. And meanwhile, that kid who is doing that is eating shit day in and day out. And he's, like, getting disconnected from all of his homies, you know? And, like, that's what we're trying to do is, like, create a community of people that are aspiring to something. Because we all have something in common. And we're all willing to put in the work to do it. And it's a lonely journey. It really is. Yeah. I'm I'm super lucky because I would say out of all the people I know, I'm, like... And because I've seen it all the time, I think, like, our group of friends is, like, the strongest. That's what you Like, need. support the homies type yeah. of group of friends, which I'm super thankful for. But even with that, it's still lowly because you can't hang out with them. Uh, you know yeah, what I mean? Because you're too busy. But it's, like, everybody's, sure. like, yo, like, down to help or whatever. But it's, like, yeah. But I have also seen that. And, like, everybody, there's, there's, like, fucking corny-ass haters out there. But, like... 
I just like thrive all that. I yeah, that right. low key like yeah, the <laughs> the best like so started uh, like as far as failed business goes. Like my first print shop was with um, the homie I was doing royalty nine with. Still, I don't really talk to me anymore, but like no ill will, whatever. Right. Um, but like. I want to do something a certain way. He want to do something a different way, whatever. And it's like that next year, doubled the numbers. And then when this stuff broke off, it was like, would have been physically impossible to do that again, but like went at it super hard. And now only a year later, we're going to beat the best year of the Mercury, who was a business for five years, and we're going to beat it in under two. You know what I mean? So it's like, I love when, like, I get upset because that's, or, like, I need, sometimes you just need, or, like, we used to be a part, um, partnered with, like, this web development company, again, no ill will, but it's like, that, I live off that shit. Like, anytime anybody's, like, you don't know what you're doing or like, I'm going to do it a different way. I like just make sure that it's like, I'm sure one day it won't happen this way, but like so far every time it's like, not to be a dick, but it's like, what are you doing? What am I doing? Yeah. You could have, you could have been still, you could have been fucking rolling with it, but Mm -hmm. you wanted to pop off or slack or whatever. And it's like, and those people always come back around once you've like blown it up and they're just like, Hey man, you're like, what the fuck? Get out of here. (laughs) That's the thing too. It's like, I, again, I have no ill will. Cause like, I'm thankful for you. That's like, if you didn't fuck, I wouldn't have gotten lit up again. Cause sometimes I do, you get complacent or you get burnt out or whatever. And it's like, then you just need that thing to fucking, get you uh get you fired up again yeah that's that's a really uh that's definitely like a good mindset in terms of that like because some people can take that and just let it like ruin them but oh yeah no i use it as a fuel i wish i knew more about the people that talk shit about me so i just (laughs) fucking have it every day just have like a podcast of people talking shit yeah exactly exactly. (laughs) wake up in the morning oh you fucking hit me Oh man, um, yeah, this has been long. Shit, we're at, yeah, we're at an hour and twenty-three. This is great, though. Like I was saying to Hannah before on our first episode that like I had no idea how this was gonna go, um, but we the second the idea came around, we were just like started coming up with like mad names. We're like, oh, we could talk to this person, this person, and like you and Hannah both were like down like the second we asked. So, oh, hell yeah. And that, that's just like, that just hard. makes me like super excited for um, where this is gonna go. But um, why don't you, why don't we leave it with uh, you just like give a last bit of uh, whatever you wanna say to everyone and then uh, just kinda like where you can find, where, everything you're doing and then uh, anything big coming up with uh, any of your projects anything like that um okay I know it's a lot I just dumped a lot on you (laughs) pull them out so we got print.hub also look at look in the uh, description you'll you'll see these tagged I'm sure yeah Uh, slime cogram the bland marketplace hub creative and then scroll through that stuff, you'll see a bunch of other homies, but those are what I'm pretty much involved in. Um, 
this is the first time I think we publicly said anything about the Soho pop-up shop. So like now that definitely has to happen. So look for that in spring. And I'm also opening an event space with some homies in the building behind the gear factory. But a liquor license apparently takes three to eight months. So you'll hear about it in three to eight months. (laughs) uh, Other than that, you want some shirts, hit us up. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. I'm not good at this indie stuff. But no, no, you you did great. Um, Kyle, do you have anything else to say before we uh, sign off here? Transformers roll out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're clipping it right there. Thank you guys for listening. <laughs> Thanks again for listening, everyone. We're really, really proud of where this podcast is going and the direction it's taking. Really just looking for that feedback. You know, if you're listening to the podcast, take a screenshot of your screen, post it on your Instagram story, or repost it. Constantly looking for comments, uh, ratings, reviews, anything that's going to help this grow. So if you have any advice for us, any critiques, um, people that you think might be good to interview, let us know. You can reach us at boho underscore hobo underscore on Instagram, Twitter. Um, We have a YouTube page under Boho Hobo. Our website is bohohobolifestyle.com. We respond to literally any contact that anyone tries to get to us. So please don't be afraid to reach out and uh, message us. We'd love to meet and talk to anyone who's trying to support what we're doing. Um, Thank you again, Drew, for having that awesome conversation with us and doing everything you are doing for the Syracuse community. You are really a, you are like a saving grace for a lot of people, and I don't think you really realize it, and I want you to realize it. So I'm saying it to you because I I think that you deserve all the credit and so much more for everything that you're doing. All of the um, links for everything Drew's doing will be in the description of this episode. Go follow him and all of his stuff and keep up with what Drew's doing. He is really just killing the game right now. And, you know, he's still going through the grind just like any of us. So it's really great to see someone with so much passion, even with so many hurdles in his life is still able to get after it and really just is a testament to um everything that we're talking about where there, you know there really isn't any excuses you can go through a lot of dark times and still be able to get after your passions so i hope this was really valuable for a lot of you who are listening and um, i'm really excited to get on to the next episode and you know just keep learning with everyone else if you haven't subscribed hit that subscribe button so you can be updated whenever we post a new episode if you're not already a supporter and you'd like to make this show possible tap the link in this episode's description or visit anchor.fm slash boho hobo lifestyle to become a monthly supporter basically anchor has this new supporter service where you the listeners can do monthly payments whether it's 10 cents a month a dollar a month as much money as you are willing to put towards making this happen we can use this money to get better equipment go travel to interview people who may not be able to get to us all that kind of stuff anything helps We wanted to at least put it out there so that you have the option to if you want to. So again, click that link in the description if you you think that that's something that you want to do. Even if you only do it for one month, anything helps. So yeah, hit that link, subscribe, 
and thanks for listening. This was another episode of Bindalism, a philosophy to a self-sufficient lifestyle. See you next time.